3: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael
4: Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSN. Lombardi Line here on VSN, the sports betting network. Hope you're having a great Sunday. Week 18 in the NFL. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSN Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey where it's cold weather all over the place in week 18. There's not going to be a weather uh, part here in Vegas, of course, Allegiant Stadium, but we were just talking about this, Michael. What's ironic about the Chargers coming to town is the most popular football team in Los Angeles is the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Los Angeles Chargers are coming to Vegas. Also coming to Vegas will be more Raider fans. (laughs)
5: That is really the irony here. I would be surprised if you can get a hotel room there in Vegas with all the Raider fans coming up from Los Angeles. Don't try to go back to L.A. tonight after the game. That that, that freeway will be packed. Nope. That freeway will yep. be jammed with uh, broken heroes on the way home there, just like Springsteen wrote. But I, I think, you know, I, this, if, if you ask me what two teams in the National Football League do I trust the least, These two would these two would be in the conversation. They would definitely be in the conversation because – there's times when the Raiders look just beautifully offensively. And I don't ever buy them on defense. I didn't buy them from the start of the year on defense ever. But, I mean, there were times where offensively you think, wow, they're pretty good. And then the, there's times where you say the Chargers, wow, they're really good offensively. And earlier in the season, they actually were better. But the last time they held a team to under, 14, to, to under 15 points was when they held the, they, they held the, the, Ra- the, the Raiders in week four. Right, that they beat the Raiders 28-14 on Monday night, and then last week they they held the team to 13 points. So you know they haven't played good defense this entire season. They have not played good defense this entire season, and actually they have gotten worse defensively under Staley than they did last year when Gus Bradley was running the team. So to me, th- these are two teams I don't trust. Both of them are not good on third down. the 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 chargers are good on third down offense they're not good on third down defense they're worst in football but the raiders aren't either and so i just think to me it's this is really a toss-up flip the coin type of game nothing about
4: the raiders makes sense including the three-game win streak where the turnover margin is seven nothing for the bad guys the other way so meaning they've lost the turnover margin they started three and oh they went into a tailspin fired their coach henry ruggs it's been insane Yet, here they are sitting at nine wins. And by the way, the nine wins, all heart stoppers, last-minute overtime wins. It's been up and down, to say the least, for the Raiders.
5: Yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, they're going to play Ellis Hobbs this weekend. He's their slot corner, so they're getting him, they get to play him, even in spite of what, whatever happened with the DUI and, and the problems off the field. And Perryman's healthy. I think well, that's the other key for this. They— Bradley needs Perryman to be healthy. And Waller, as Josh said in the earlier segment, he may come back and play. I think he will play today. My assumption is he is, yep. I think the reality of this game is can Carr make plays when he's under pressure? Can Carr win this game? And last week, you know, he throws two interceptions now. He led the drive back down the field to win the game for him. Great play, right? But they have made a lot of mistakes. And in the last three weeks, I mean, they they beat Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, excuse me, they beat Nick Mullen by two, po- by two points. They beat my man Drew Locke by four points. And then last week, Carson Wentz with no practice. They win that game. And that's the one the Colts are always going to look to. So how good, are, how good is this Raider team? I'm not sure, and I think defensively is where the liability shows up, and that's where Herbert comes to play.
4: And I know the Chargers are, quote-unquote, the better team. They've scored at least 28 in five straight games. However, defensively, the Chargers can't get off the field, and they're the worst DVOA-wise. They're the worst team against the rush. I mean, this is just a confounding team defensively.
5: I mean, they're, they're 24th in points allowed. I mean, they're not very good. I mean, they can't stop anybody. They're, they're, they can't stop anybody. They can't stop you from running the football. Now, last week they did. Last week they did a really good job of stopping the run. But Denver, we know, was wounded last week, right? We knew Denver wasn't very healthy. So, to me, this is can Staley's defensive team rise to the occasion? This is where, are we going to see Staley in the Vic Fangio mode? Can he do something with this defense to really that we haven't seen all season, really? I mean, they have gotten worse as the year went on defensively.
4: Okay, you mentioned Brandon Staley, so let's hear from him. There's a weird scenario, or an odd scenario, yeah. where if the Jags beat the Colts, and these two teams, the, the Chargers and Raiders, were to tie Michael, they'd both, they'd both make the postseason this is a reality let's hear from Staley discussing
1: I guess that is a real circumstance Uh, it potentially could happen Um, so I think that like I said we'll be evaluating that space and time when if and when the time comes Um, but again we're gonna I think I think what I've always tried to say when it comes to decision making like that is that we're gonna do what's best for our team you know and if that's what's best for our team then then that's what we're gonna do and, and I think that, you know, scenarios like that are, uh, are what, what makes the game so special is that there's a lot that can happen. That's why the NFL is amazing. So um, we'll cross that, that bridge when, when we come to it, uh, and hopefully we'll be well prepared for it.
5: Okay, being realistic that
4: it is a possibility, Michael.
5: It, it, there's no doubt it is a possibility, but, but this isn't going to be three kneel downs punt, three kneel downs punt, no. and both teams tie. This is going to be in the fourth quarter if it's if it's 27 to, th- if it's 27 to 24 and it's thir- fourth and nine at, your own, uh, at the opponent's 11, you're going to kick the field goal and tie the game. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And so somebody in the box is going to remind the coaches on the call, look, take the tie. The tie doesn't hurt us. That's all it's going to be. The game's going to be played to win on one side or the other, except when you get into the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, when that tie factor becomes into play, when you punt, when you don't. You know, everybody was all over Vic yesterday for kicking the field goal down 28-21. You know – I mean, I saw the two throws Locke made in the goal line on third, on second and nine and third and nine. I think I'd have kicked the field goal too like the the mistake that Vic made was <laughs> yeah, the, the mistake Vic made was thinking he was going to get the ball back, which i didn 't think he would, but anyway, so I think that 's what 's going to be within the game manipulation but look i you know what 's the, the we have this at forty nine these two teams. The, the the Chargers are 20, they've given up 424 points this year. You like way the more over. than they did last year. You're leaning you, you over. Gotta, you got to think both teams are going to move the ball on one another. I would find it hard to believe that this wasn't a little bit of a shootout. That whoever has the ball last is going to win it. You know, because I don't think either defense is really good enough to stop one another. I mean, when you look at it, the Chargers are 30th in rush yards allowed. They're 27th in yards per attempt allowed. I mean, they can't stop you. Now, they did last week, but we know Denver was a wounded duck last week. We understand that. But it's going to be a hard game. I I think it's going to be a back-and-forth type of game. I don't trust the Chargers' special teams. I really don't. Nor do I trust the Raiders. Both these teams are not very good in the kicking game. The Chargers, But the Raiders have Carlson. The Raiders have Carlson, which makes a huge difference in these games, which which I think the other part is watching the Eagles last night play the Cowboys. I would say this. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm scared to death to go in the playoffs with Zerline. Scared to death. Mm -hmm. He's going to cost them a playoff game. But now it's too late to change your kicker. You want to change your kicker for playoff weekend one? No. And pardon me,
4: just quickly wanted to support your over claim here. 13 of the last 19 on the road for the Chargers have gone over. And the over in the last 14 Raiders at home is a dog. 11, 2, and 1. This one has a shootout written all over it. That three feels perfect. It's kind of like... There is no home field. First off, home field advantage is completely mitigated across the league, but there certainly isn't a home field advantage here for the Raiders in town, Michael. I mean, this is, it's like, so, and then you flip it. The Chargers come into town, the Chargers, wherever they go, there is no home field. So it's like, that's why this number feels about
5: right. It does. And I I think when you look at it, when you look at it with Hayward, Hayward went on the injury report this week on Friday, uh, you know, with, I don't know what happened at practice, but something, but they need him. I mean, the the chargers know him, but these two receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they are so dynamic and then cook inside. And then they get all these other players to come in there and make some plays. You know, they have so many good skill players on their team, the chargers that I don't know how the Raiders match up and with, And with Eckler back healthy and Jackson running the ball hard, it's a really hard matchup for the Raiders. I mean, this is going to come down to mistakes by the quarterback and also mistakes by the defense. If the
4: Raiders were to lose and not make the postseason, is this the last we see of Derek Carr in a Raider uniform?
5: No, I I wouldn't say that because his contract is so attractive next year. Again, he'd be a chip for them to trade. but, But who are they replacing him with? I mean, Carr is not great. He's in that worst place you can be is he's good, uh, you know, and he, he, he has flashes of being really good, flashes. But when he gets pressure and he starts to get hit early and he has to move around the pocket, he's not quite as good. This is a big game for the Raider, Def- Raider offensive line because the, one of the biggest inconsistencies when you watch the Raiders this year is the, the lack of play in their offensive line. Sometimes it looks really good and sometimes it doesn't. They need Bosa for the Chargers to really step up today.
4: There you see the quarterback comps, Michael. Carr's thrown for a ton of yardage, equal to Herbert this year, but you see the advantage, Herbert, 35 touchdowns as compared to 21 for Carr. Both have 14 picks and both completing a high percentage.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, both, and both offenses can throw and run. I mean, that, they both have multi dimensional Now, Jacobs had one of his best games last week. He then went on the injury report. How healthy is he? We shall see. They're going to need him to be really healthy and make plays.
4: You know the Raiders average just 22 rushes per contest. I would expect them to try to get going on the ground today against that defense. I,
5: I think they've got to slow the pace down. I think you have got to control the pace. You have got to keep this Charger offense off the field. It is really good, and I think if you're the if you're if you are the Chargers, you've got to you got to control this ball. You can't you can't play 26 minutes of offense and let your defense out there for 34 minutes. You'll lose the game.
4: You leaning Chargers here.
5: You know, I do lean, but I, again, I don't trust either team. I lean chargers because I think I'm going to go with the better quarterback. I really think he's the better player and he'll make a difference. And these skilled players are really good. And look, every time you think the chargers can't win a game, they go into Cincinnati and beat a good Bengal team and put 41 on them.
4: This has bad relationship written all over it. Trust issues. You don't want to get into a relationship with the chargers Raiders. And if I threw the Bengals in the mix, Michael, you'd really
5: run. Oh, yeah, way. yeah, I, I'd, I'd be <laughs> confused dazzled and confused we'd be
4: we'd be we'd be rummaging through the phone trying to figure out who's texting who okay trust issues here on the lombardi line with the chargers and raiders That 49 though i see a couple 48 and a halfs on the board as well we continue here on v the sports betting network the
1: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to americans and yet
3: To the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All
4: right, Express Bet, First Bet. You know it, you love it. The horses today, Santa Anita's running, Gulfstream's running. Promo code Vegas1000. VSIN.com slash horses for details. You get 10 bucks instantly when you sign up for First Bet, Express Bet, and then up to a $1,000 bonus. Okay, we got you back here. I mean, it's, it's just a crazy atmosphere. Love having the extra week as Michael I do you, you laid I it out too. perfectly how we're getting we're gonna be we're going it's gonna be March Madness and the Super Bowl coinciding with one another sooner sooner or later we're getting the tw- there's love. going to be 20 regular season games eventually so just just I, understand this is coming people
5: I I think we will see the playoffs extend into February I mean that's what makes that that ice bowl December 31st in Green Bay Wisconsin so kind of revealing you know and and, and how short the seasons were back then. And, and now, you know, now as we extend deep into winter, this is going to impact some teams. But we also have some indoor stadiums. So we will get some perfect scenarios. I mean, the Chiefs game, I mean, next week, you know, that that could be a, a, a hellacious weather game. Buffalo hosting a game next week could be, a, if they win today, could be a hellacious weather game. So I, I think it adds more to the, the fun and the excitement of the game when weather plays a role in deciding who's the champ.
4: Uh, To your point about the Chiefs, and I thought about it while watching the game yesterday, because you've really influenced me and others as far as Tyreek Hill's impact on that team. It has nothing to do with him catching the ball. It's just him being on the field opens up that offense completely, and you could tell it was stagnant when he wasn't out there. That's something to think about as far as the injury.
5: I think the way you have to think about it is when when Steph Curry's on the court for the Warriors, you better run to the three-point line, and it extends the defense out to defend him, right? Well, when Hill's on the field, you got to extend your defense to cover him because he's coming, storming through some of these, whether it's zone or man, he's storming through, and people are going to react to him. Yep. And he's so explosively fast that you've got to react to him. But when he's not out there, Hardeman has the speed. He doesn't have the same game. You know, and so he doesn't offer the same effect. Now, we saw it on the bulb, on the quick screen. You know, he hits a crease. Man, he can take off. He's tough to deal with. But he doesn't have the shiftiness, the quickness that Hill has, that lateral movement to then get to a full burst, which makes Hill a very unique NFL player. So their offense, really, they'll, they'll be the first to tell you, their offense lacks that. And... They also don't have a powerful offensive line. I mean, they really just don't control the line of scrimmage. I thought Denver, when they changed their pass rush and kept the pocket, I mean, the biggest play of the game was Mahomes scrambling, remember? That was the biggest play of the game.
4: We got – Michael, I want to see if this is the Lombardi effect. Um, Before we do, I got a guy I know you love. Come on in here, Jimmy, because I want to ask you a question about booking today. You take your mask off. Everybody's good here. We got your buddy, Jimmy Vicaro. And this is Love to have is him. this unprecedented as far as booking? I know week the week seventeen last year and, and, and previous years add up to what we're seeing today, but the uncertainty today is wild, isn't it?
3: Well it's quite, it's quite different only because last year or previous years up to that. It was like always like, you know, when these ten o'clock games start so we take the one o'clock's down because who knows what might happen to make a difference in the late games of the day. Uh We still watch a little bit, but obviously it's trumped now by the coned, or coned, by the disease thing going around. So what you do (laughs) is simply like, once you get to a Sunday, you can actually book what you consider normal uh, limits. Now, during the course of the week, when someone runs to the counter, it's like, hell, they, they probably know something we we don't know. So you might take 5,000 on the game. But now here this Sunday morning, most of that aggravation is done. And we just... You uh, just one took a big bet, what'd you take? Well, this was before a guy bet Saints for 40,000. I guess he said, you know, that's not enough. So he came back a few minutes ago. He bet the Browns minus the five and a half to win 40,000. And he bet, the, you know this team, the Jets? I've heard of the Jets. You've heard of the yeah, Jets? Yeah, they're catching a big number today. Well, they better because <laughs> <laughs> he, bet, he bet forty-four more thousand so so he's
4: got four times three he's got 120 grand across the board today here at the south point michael and the big bet he made up front was the covering the number with the saints three and a half Mm -hmm.
5: you know i like the saints i disagree with will i think the saints i think sean payton's a really good coach i think he'll find a way to score and i think the saints defense will play better than they did the first time uh, so I do like that one, and and I think that 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 may prove out to be. I'm interested. I'm, it's interesting that he went there. A lot of people are on the Falcons, and the line has moved to the Falcons. I mean, the contest had the line at four and a half at circa. Now it's down to Jimmy. Are you at three or three and a half?
3: But what you actually see to all you guys who obviously know much about this uh, insanity that I'm in, uh, yes, as we get to Sunday, you feel a little more comfortable in like taking higher limits because it doesn't figure like someone's going to say the whole Jet team is, you know, not playing or whatever. Uh, You watch more during the course of the week. Doesn't mean some hijinks can't happen. But, you know, we feel like we're on even terms Sunday morning. And Michael,
4: which one were you asking him about as far as the number? I'm sorry.
5: I wanted to know if if his where his number was with this with the Saints game. I wanted to know where are you he three and is. a half with the Saints? Yes.
4: Yep. He's yeah. three and a half.
5: Yeah. yeah. Take it easy, so, guys. I mean- Thank you, Jimmy.
4: That's Jimmy Vaccaro legend (laughs) behind the book. That's a hit and run, Michael. Hey, by the way, let's throw it up, Steven. So I want to know if there's the Lombardi influence on our poll question, which we asked you to vote on at VEASAN live. So poll question, this this one is contentious for Michael. Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor, how ironic is that? They're your co-betting favorites at plus 160 for coach of the year. Rabel three and a half to one. We had them 11 to one last week. A ballot check, 30 to one, Michael, I'm going to give you the results. And I think you're going to be happy. Let's go ahead and roll the results here. 56% of the VEASAN viewers said Vrabel should win coach of the year. Michael Lombardi, your response.
5: I think they're right. I mean, not because they agree with me, but, but I think they're right. I mean, when you look over the landscape of what this man has accomplished this year, 80 games, losing starters, that's remarkable. You know, loses his best player, has the number one seed, has the number one seed. You know and, and 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 you know Will Hill we talk about the t- uh, that you know the, where they are a number of yards per t- I get all that but at the end of the day they post victories they find a way to win games I don't, I thought they would fall completely apart when when they lost Henry because I thought Henry was the glue that tied their offense together that was true but then they were able to compensate. They found other. they tried Peterson, they got Foreman in there. They ran for two hundred yards. Their key to victory is not turning the ball over When they turn the ball over they 'll lose to teams like the Jets and like the, the the Texans. Think about their four losses, two of them are against the Jets and the texans that 's how slight of a margin they have in terms of talent. The jet lost. they lost a bunch of players. They had a lot of guys out for that game. same with the Texans. So I think he's done a remarkable job, a remarkable job, and I think I that's the measure of a coach. What obstacles has he overcome? I would have voted for Frank Wright too, but I, Frank Wright let that let that game last week slip away from him, and I think that cost him.
4: Well, the viewers at Feast and Live agree with you. Let's so some good comments. Let's go ahead and throw them up here, Stephen. Lafleur at plus one hundred and sixty is a joke. He's got the MVP. He's not coach of the year. It's Vrabel or Reich, says Jack. If the Saints make the postseason somehow, I guess you could consider Sean Payton. LaFleur shouldn't even be in the top half. And then finally, what Belichick has done this season with a rookie quarterback, only one season into the rebuild after losing the GOAT has been amazing. Some good comments there at Vison Live. Re-
5: really good comments. You know, look, I mean, Belichick doesn't get any credit. I mean, I think last year winning seven and nine with the quarterbacking situation and all the opt-outs that he had was one of his finest coaching jobs ever, seven and nine, and, and you know, and he didn't get any recognition and for that, all he got was well. He can't win without Brady. Now he's winning with a rookie quarterback, and nobody counts Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback. Somehow, I don't know why he doesn't count as a rookie, but he does it. So I agree with that, you know. And I think that, you know, I agree with the Sean Payton commentary. That I think Sean Payton wins today, and I think Sean Payton will outcoach him today. I think Sean Payton, even though he may not have Armstead, he may not have uh, Ramcheck at right tackle he just finds a way to get it all together and they play and they play well. I mean, he beats Tampa doesn't have, he's had four different quarterbacks. It's one of Sean Payton's best coaching jobs.
4: But your point about Vrabel, this is his second straight 11 win season. Remember he went on the road in the postseason and beat new England. This is a nice little start to a four year career for a head coach down in Tennessee. He's done a hell of a job. I mean,
5: I, I think he's outstanding. He's a tremendous leader. He plays the game the right way. He's not trying to be flashy. He doesn't care about stats. He cares about wins. And his, his teams play complementary football week in and week out. And, and he does it really well, and I give him a ton of credit for it.
4: Okay, well uh, I'll ask you about his team, Tennessee. Remember, they got beat by Houston earlier in yeah. Tennessee this year. Everybody's on Houston today. It's interesting. It, it, but uh, the number right now is Tennessee Lane, half 11 in Houston. Where are you?
5: I, lo- I had it at 10. I loved it at 10. I think it's the I love Tennessee. I do. I just think they'll come out. They'll run the football. Foreman played for the Texans, third-round draft pick of the Texans. I think they know, had they not beaten Houston earlier in the year, I think there could be a slight letdown. I don't think so. I think Rabel's going to push it to the limit, and I think he's going to keep his foot on the gas and take that week off and say, fellas, let's go. Let's get number one seed. We need it. We need it. Everything's got to come through Nashville, and I don't think they'll let up, and I think this Texan team will struggle against the speed and tackling ability of the Titans. Okay, it's
4: it's cold in Jersey. How about some steam for you, Michael? Jacksonville is steamy right now. Down to 14 across the board.
5: Are we going to have a 13 and a half pop up? That's why I asked Will Hill the question, because I knew it was steam, and I knew every... I mean, I I love the betting market. If you watch the tape of that game where they gave up 50 points last week, there's no way you could... This is one of the problems I have. Have with betting dogs, and I admit it, it's one of the biases I have with recommending dogs is because when I watch the tape, I'm like, how can, how can you vote for that? How could you even think about them?
4: It's 14 everywhere. You can't find a hook. The Colts are now down to 14 in I Jacksonville. Jacksonville's calling up practice
5: players. I would, take the, I would take the Colts. I would take the Colts right. at 14. I think the, I, I would. I, I just would. But again, I know my bias, Patrick. I understand my <laughs> bias. If you could find
4: Thomas Gable, we need him. He's I next. I found him. Lombardi I got him. v These the Esports Betting Network.
3: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Football,
4: basketball, big game, big dance. Now through April 5th, 2022, we give you everything for 69 bucks. Nice. Big game betting guide. You know what the big game is. College Hoops betting guide. You know what that means. The tournament's coming up. Daily best bets through your email inbox. 24-7 video access, betting splits, breakdowns on every game. It's awesome, and it's just $69. vcin.com slash big deal. vsincom slash big deal. Lombardi Line. Vsin, v sports betting network. We welcome you back. Hope you're having a great Sunday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the Vsin studio. You can see you guys milling around me, guys and gals milling around me here. The books getting busy. We head out to the Borgata where Michael Lombardi's hanging out with Race and Sportsbook Director Thomas Gable. TGZ, what's up? Hey, he's got this he, he's got the tie on. This is a Sunday, yeah, week day. 18. How are we feeling today? It's a crazy day.
6: It is. It's a crazy day. It was a crazy day yesterday, uh, but, uh, you know, we got through it and uh, ready yeah. to go for uh, for Week
5: 18. I mean, he's too modest to admit it, but another, another Des Moines special cashed. It's all green. It doesn't matter if it's a six-digit game or not, Patrick. It was green at one. So Mississippi Valley State and, and Prairie, Prairie View went over. both. Who ended up winning?
6: Uh, actually, uh, Mississippi Valley State, I think, pulled off the upside. They were like a 19-point on They did. I think they, they won. I think they won our, yeah. Wow. But they, they, listen, it, listen, we got a little lucky with that one because it did go to overtime, so okay, the overtime well, uh, period helped us there. Look, all right. we all
5: need luck.
4: We all need <laughs> we, luck. We all could use a little luck. Uh, TG, as far as liability today, let's start big picture. Uh, is there anything hanging in the balance? We don't have to talk about futures right now, but just today, are betters attacking one game in particular?
6: Uh, there's actually quite a few games that uh, people are, are attacking. So, a couple of them we're going to get to. Um, one that we don't necessarily have on the board here uh, to talk about, but the Steelers Ravens game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people on the Steelers here, including Steelers Moneyline, wow. uh, taking the Steelers Moneyline. Mm-hmm. So, there's definitely a liability here on the Steelers uh, in that game. That's uh, now down to three and a half, but. Uh, uh careful that could also go to three so if you still want to take the steelers uh, jump on that now or very soon
5: yeah rain and rain and wind in that game too patrick as you know i mean yep. look we we know Harbaugh's going to play it like you know we plays preseason games seriously so we know the ravens are going to play as hard as they can play they're, de- they're they are truly depleted in terms of their talent level and the steelers even though they're not that they're depleted but they, you know, they compete. We know it's Ben's last game in the white jerseys for the Steelers, and we know Tomlin's really good as a dog. I think all those are colliding factors, which is why this line in the contest was six and has now come yeah. all the way down, soon to become three.
6: Yeah, this um, this game we actually opened four and a half, but it, as you said, it moved up to six, and uh, I think that's probably where Circa had it for when they had to open up the contest lines, and that's where it was standing then. But has come back down. But uh, you bring up a good point about the coaches. I think that's. You know, everybody talks about this week being very difficult to handicap but looking at the coaches and how they maybe attack preseason and coaches that you know are going to continue to get their teams motivated even if they have nothing to play for i think is a good angle to look at yeah i think
5: like minnesota i i I don't trust them as a team a lot but i do think they'll play hard for zimmer today against the bears and i think that you know they'll try to go out on on a good notice particularly that they're playing at home
4: now All of the money there and BetMGM as well is on the 49ers. The tickets being written up on the 49ers. Yet that hook is still hanging out there, right? With the Rams laying three and a half. Thomas.
6: Yeah, the the hook still on the game three and a half. This this line, though, obviously has moved uh, quite a bit. We opened at five and a half. uh, The Rams favored yesterday. They were still four and a half. uh, Now down to three and a half here. But a lot of Niners money coming in both. Again, similar to the Steelers' situation, both on the money line and on the spread here. So could uh, dip to three, but uh, the ticket count and uh, the money here uh, certainly favoring the Niners. 73% of the tickets, 90% of the money here is on San Francisco. Um, Michael, with this game, obviously it certainly looks like Jimmy G is going to be uh, the starter here, which I assume is the angle most people are are looking at and, and um, I don't know if we'd be seeing this kind of money come in if it was uh, Trey yeah, Lance. But no,
5: I, and I think we would see right. this number be going the other way. And I, and I think to me, and I said this, Thomas, is I would I would in-game bet this game because I, I would want to watch Garoppolo throw the football. Yep. Now, you know, in, in the Tennessee game, it was weather. It was colder, and, you know, it's harder to grip a ball with a bad thumb. He's going to have perfect weather inside the stone. But, you know, you're talking about, I mean, on my, on our board here, which has offshore books and everything, I mean, 94% of the money is on the Rams, and yet it's coming back to the Niners. So, you know, I, I definitely think that the, the fact that Shanahan is a dog is really good, that they, die, they have been able to control this series against against the Rams, and the, the more physical team is the 49ers, which is why I think people are betting
4: them. Totally, totally. Now, the Patriots, they're getting money, they're getting the tickets, yet the number's going the other way, right?
6: Well, the Patriots—it's uh, down to five and a half. Wow! Um, so the uh, we we opened this five and a half. It, it was six and a half, six most of the week. Now back down to five and a half. But yeah, 63% of the tickets, 94% of the money here is on the Pats, and uh, this is a game where we we, if we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. Tua you think actually could possibly move the ball here on this Patriots defense?
5: I think the Patriots were one of the Achilles heel to the Patriots defensive football team is they love big linebackers and they want to play physical and they're really good at doing that. But that exposes them to the underneath coverage to being able to really have a good tackling game. They didn't have a good tackling game against Buffalo, which is why. Buffalo's longest pass play in that game was 28 yards. They kind of bled New England to death in that game. Slow cut, slow cut, slow cut. And I think this this is what Miami will do. Miami took the opening drive in week one and moved it down the field, scored a touchdown. Didn't make a lot of big plays. Then they were able to run the clock out after Damian Harris's fumble, which the Patriots could have won. Now, if the Patriots can get up early in this game, 14-0, and force Tua to kind of have to throw it more, then they become a, p- a better situation. But this, to me, is a hard matchup. I'm not saying the Patriots can't win it. I just thought six was a lot of points in this game.
6: The other thing to, to note, New England has struggled in Miami oh, yeah, no at the end of the season. So no. if you go back um, under Belichick, December and January in Miami, they're two and seven.
5: Yeah, no, it's a hard place for them to play. They're going from extreme. Them they had like. Ten inches of snow on Friday. They travel to Miami, and they put their toes in the sand in the ocean today. I mean, it's a hard matchup for them. And, look, one thing we know about Flores, he's going to play it all out. I mean, yeah. the, you know, because if he wins this game, he's beaten the Patriots twice in the same year. He's been a, he ruined their season in 19. I mean, right now he's on a two-game win streak against them. He, you know, And mm-hmm. so they're going to have to figure this out.
4: No shirt, no shoes, no problem, Michael Lombardi down in Miami. How about next? Uh, this one's not in your notes, but with everything to play for here in Vegas, I'm curious where you're sitting with the Chargers and Raiders and uh, where you think we end up closing here.
6: So we're still at three in this game, um, total 49, very even uh, ticket split here. 55% of the tickets uh, are on the Chargers, but uh, the money is certainly uh, – uh, coming in on the chargers 88 percent of the money here uh on the chargers at the moment this is a game here i think it really just comes down to this do you trust Derek Carr in right. this spot that, that's, that's really the, that's the what this comes question. down to <laughs> in a biggest um, game of all it's the biggest game of his career right um so it, it's I, I honestly if you're going to bet this game that's what when you come up to the counter, you have to ask yourself: Do you trust Derek Carr?
5: Who do you trust? Do you trust Carr, or Herbert. That's the question you've got to ask yourself. Which one do you trust more? Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. And then, and the kicker. I think the two things you got to ask yourself: Herbert and Bag Herbert and the kicker, or Carlson and 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 Carr.
6: Yeah, and I, I, listen, Carr. Yes, led them to a comeback victory last week. But don't forget, he's the one who made that even possible by right. throwing to two
5: interceptions no doubt no doubt he he's it's it's such a rocky road with him that is that that's why i i label this game two teams that i don't trust because i love herbert i don't trust the chargers defense and i don't trust Carr. that's fair now, not,
6: you know, now, not surprisingly this game is the most uh, has the most tickets written on it because again i think the the public they they feel comfortable that's betting right. Two teams That's a real
4: have game. something to play game. for, That's yes. That's exactly so, right.
5: Yeah. Um, there there, there not, isn't
4: gray area at, at yes. all with this game. We know exactly right. what is on the line. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you again. You know I got my friend in Michigan waiting for your answer. TG, look at the board. If you weren't running a book, what's the bet you'd make today?
6: Don't be coy. Niagara. Don't be coy. Niagara. Niagara in college <laughs> basketball. Well, I love that. Yeah.
4: I love that. All right, I'll pull up the number. Niagara and College Hoops. You act it's like three you didn't. It's well, and, and a half. I'm looking. Right I'll now. Take it know. easy. Take it easy. You acted like you didn't have a play, so, and then you coyly just dropped the. It's four right. and
6: it's four and a half. It's four Point and a and half. Quinnipiac and Niagara
4: but, you know. is four. You'd lay the four with okay. Niagara at home.
5: Yes, lay the four. Okay. Wow, I love it. Full verse here. College basketball, I, yes. pro football. You can't beat it. Now, yesterday, I, I, yeah. yesterday you said
4: yesterday you said it was wild. Did you have a good day at the book yesterday? Less than a minute here?
6: We did. We had uh, the, the Eagles game. The Eagles um, uh, game actually was the most heavily bet in terms of money here of any regular season game this year. And But that also was helped by two Different 330000 dollars wagers yeah. in that game. So that, 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 helped yeah, handle, that helped the handle certainly it. for so sure. So
4: you won six hundred and sixty grand in two bets, is what no. you're telling me?
6: No. No. Oh. No, we won one lost one. So we took the juice on the under thirty thousand. Take the juice. Uh,
4: that is fine. Thomas, good luck today. Shout to Niagara basketball and we appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? Thank you. Thanks, TG. Right, thank okay. you so much. Thomas G. Gable runs the race and sports there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. When we come back. Michael Lombardi is going to run the board here. Week 18 NFL. It's v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
3: listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi now once again here's Patrick Maher okay
4: BetMGM the king of sports books 20 is the code today pick a game bet 10 bucks you're going to win 200 if anybody scores a touchdown it's paid for and free bets over at BetMGM you have to be a new customer but it's awesome V-S-I-N 200 again got to be 21 years or older Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you do have a problem, it's 1 800 Gambler. Okay, quickly, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm going to read you. These are the weather games today, Michael. Pitt at Baltimore, Cincy Cleveland, Washington at Giants there in Jersey, Jets at Buffalo, Pats at Miami. Also, you look at the board. It's lighting up like crazy. We haven't seen, yeah. I mean, f- for example, we were just talking about Pittsburgh taking all the money, yet, Baltimore, we could see two and a halfs. So that number's headed down. Also, Michael, we could see two and a half here in Vegas. In fact, I just saw a two-and-a-half pop up. Remember, it was Chargers 3 painted. Now we're starting to see that juice come Las Vegas' way. So we could end up seeing Vegas laying two-and-a-half. So if you like Vegas, you may want to wait. And as you noted earlier, there are no more hooks on that 14. It's all 14s now in Jacksonville with Indi- Indianapolis laying it. So, again, that number's yeah, coming okay. Jacksonville's way.
5: And a lot of 11s out there for Tennessee. It was 10, and now it's shot up to 11. And what I'm seeing now in New Orleans is back up to 5. Yep. New Orleans is back up to five. Yep. Westgate has it at four and a half. Circa has it at five. And it was That's three and a half when to, I walked in today. It was three and a half. And everybody was loving the Falcons at three and a half. It's four and a half in the contest. That's where it was on Thursday. So it's come down. Now it's back up. So it's moving all over the place. And, and the other game, Seattle's five and a half. It was six and a half. Now it's down to five. So I think we're seeing some. Cleveland is now six. I put out Cleveland as one of my plays today because I, I don't think there's a difference between Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield, I know everybody's talking about Baker's not going to play. I don't think there's much of a difference. Keenum can move the ball and, and get balls batted down as much as Baker can, and so I just don't think Cincinnati's going to play anybody today. I think Cincinnati's in full retreat mode, right? I think they just want to get the game over and go, which is why I think that line's moving to six and going to go further.
4: And another note, Green Bay's up to three and a half at every book. Remember, that was three. The hook has been added, which is that's yeah, it's interesting. I, I think
5: I think that, I think the Dallas effect has people worried about the Green Bay game because they know he's going to play, right? And how much does he play—a quarter, a half? But say he builds a 14-point lead, can those Lions cover? Can those Lions come back? I mean, that remains to be seen. And how much does Jordan Love play, and how well does he look against the Lions' defense, which we know is not great? So I could see the the, the consternation towards really playing that game. It was three and a half of the contest, and people started betting it because they didn't think Rodgers was going to play. I mean, on our board here too, Patrick. So the fans know we we get it we get it lit up. When who's the starting quarterback? They, it's still undecided on our board on the Green Bay quarterback, and we know it's going to be Rodgers, or at least we think it's going to be Rodgers.
4: Uh, a couple quarterback notes reporting from Rappaport and others. Baker Mayfield will return next year with Cleveland. They're not going to trade him. I don't know if you have a quick reaction to that.
5: Well, I don't – you know, I mean, look, they have him under contract, and I said he's an asset. That does, I think saying you're not going to trade a player is really not the smart thing to do. He, saying he's coming back is. They say, are you going to trade him? Of right, course you're not right. going to trade him because, you know, but when somebody makes you an offer or if you have to include him, then you're going to trade him. Yeah. But I do think he, I said all along he was going to come back. He, he doesn't have enough value That's right. outside their building.
4: This is building his value, saying that they want to procure his efforts. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, let's throw up Michael's picks, and then we'll run the board. This is it's a week like we've never seen in the three years I we've been this doing week. this. I hate this week. I really do. <laughs> I, hate I hate it. We, if we have Michael's picks, let's go ahead and throw them up there. Okay, we're standing by. Let's start at the top of the board. Rotation number 451, Green Bay in Detroit. Michael, I'll start with you. Green Bay's lane laying three and a half.
5: I think I'm going to take Detroit here just because I don't think Rodgers is going to play the whole game. And I think if, if you're Green Bay, you know, you want to get some of your guys some work, but then I think you're going to take your guys out. And I do think Detroit will play. Swift's going to play. I think Detroit will play hard. I think they'll try to finish the season on a positive note. I would take I would take Detroit and lay the points only because I think Green Bay is going to retreat.
4: Michael, Chicago's at Minnesota. We know what's on the line. Zimmer probably out. Nagy probably out. Most definitely out. It's four.
5: But now I, I've got some three and a halfs here, Patrick. Yeah. So actually, the number's going
4: Chicago's way a little bit here.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, it's going way to Chicago here. Everybody, look, Chicago's played well the last two weeks. They really have. Andy Dalton will start at quarterback. I think I'm going to go. I, I'm going to lay the three and a half. Only because I think the team will respond to Zimmer today at home uh, duh, you know I do think cousins will play better than he did the last time he played the Bears, you know Cook still can run the football. I think they'll be able they'll be a better team they don't have to worry about Dalton scrambling as much i don 't trust Minnesota, but I like him at three and a half show a little respect that's Dr Cousins to you
4: um. Sorry. New England and Miami, I'd like the Lombardi family to, to plug their ears here because yeah, I think Dominic, you're going against Yeah, Dominic, don't listen to them.
5: this. Yeah, I'm just going to take – look, I think New England can win. I just think six is too much. The, the, the Dolphins have – I mean, the last three games, the Dolphins have won head-to-head against the Patriots. They've won. I mean, they've beaten them three times in a row now. I mean, it's not often that Belichick loses three times in a row to a team. But this is one of those where I do think the matchup – I think it's a little long the six points I I think I think if this was four and a half four I would probably lean towards New England that's why I would take Miami if you live
4: in Jacksonville they're looking for bodies to play today however calling up practice squatters however the money's going their way right now with the number down to 14 doesn't necessarily mean the money's going their way but the number is at 14.
5: I'm going to take Indy. I I think Indy will play well. At some point, you know, you get through that jinx of playing poorly down in a place, haven't won since 2014. But I do think Frank Wright will have his team ready to play. I don't think they'll make mistakes. I think Taylor can run the football effectively. And I'm with you. I just don't think Jacksonville has a lot of options left to them.
4: Buffalo win, and they win their division, and they're laying 16 with the Jets in town.
5: I think I'd take, the, I'd take the Jets here only because I think, and you can report this more accurately than I can, the weather, I think, is going to be a huge factor. Now it's down to 15 and a half. There's still some 16s out there, so shop around. I would, take the, I would take the points here because I think the weather is going to be really uh, hurt these teams. And at some point when Buffalo gets a 20-point lead in the fourth, don't they take their guys out and put Trubisky in? Wind
4: is going to be 20-plus sustained, 30 gusts. It's going to be nuts, yeah. and there could be snow during the game in Buffalo. You're 100% right. Next one on the board, Carolina. Rule is going to be back next year. Tampa is laying 10.
5: Yeah, it was, that was eight all week, and now it's moved up. Because I do think Tampa's going to play their guys. Now, they're beat up and they're hurt. They're, they're, you know, we, we don't have Pierre Paul. They don't have Shaq Barrett. They're missing a bunch of guys. I'll take the Panthers in 10. I'll take the points here because I do think they can keep it close. Sam Darnold, I mean, they've got to build into something for next season. It's a tough year for Carolina. They've got to get it right. But, you know, I do like them at 10 uh but i because i do think brady at some point's got to come out of the game
4: a win for tennessee today in houston they jump up to the one seed get that buy in home field throughout to do so all they have to do is beat houston for betters will they cover the 10 and a half
5: well i gave i gave this is one of the picks i gave out today at 10. i liked it at 10. it shot up after i, I released it at 10. i like them i do like them i think they'll play well today i, I think this is they know they can't turn the ball over. You know, there's some question whether David Culley's going to come back. That leaked out this morning, which is kind of concerning. I think that could affect them. I think they'll move the ball really well today. I think the Titans win going away.
4: Okay, Michael, just give me your pick on the way out because I want to make sure I get the graphic up for your picks as well. Washington at the Giants. Washington's laying six, six and a half.
5: I like the under, and I like Washington. Nice. I like the under as well.
4: New Orleans, Atlanta. New Orleans is up to four and a half, five. Michael, what do you got? Uh, I like New Orleans
5: at four and a half.
4: Okay, there it is. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You're laying three with Baltimore.
5: I, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the three.
4: Okay, Cincinnati, Cleveland. My goodness, this is going to be ugly. Cleveland's laying six.
5: I, 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 I'm going to take Cleveland, lay the six.
4: Okay, Seattle's at Arizona, and Arizona's laying five and a half. That number has come Seattle's way.
5: Yeah, I like Seattle. It was six and a half this morning. I, I like them at five and a half. I'll take Seattle.
4: The Rams are laying three and a half, but the hook's about to disappear with San Francisco in town.
5: I think I'll take the Rams here. I think, I think they'll play better today. I think everybody's on the Niners. I'll go Rams.
4: The big one, the Chargers right now are laying three, but we're headed to two and a half here in Vegas.
5: You give me two and a half, I'm going to take the Chargers.
4: Okay, what if I gave you three?
5: I still take the Chargers. Right. I'm going to go. Herbert's the better player.
4: That number three, of course, the key number in NFL betting. Let's go ahead and throw up Michael's official three-pack for today. Seahawks, he's going to take the six and a half at the cards. The Tech Titans, you're laying the ten, and the Browns, you're laying the five.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, those numbers are stale. By the time I, I turned that in this morning at 10:30, and those numbers are stale. So I like that I'm on the right side of these numbers when I put the when I put the recommendations out. But that's what happens. And you know, look, this Saint game's remarkable. Everybody, I thought everybody was on the Falcons, and now it's up to five.
4: Okay, Michael, you got a minute. I'm going to get out of the way. What do you got for today, the theme?
5: Well, I'm really excited about tonight's game. You know, I really am tonight. You know, I want to know where Al had dinner. I want to know where Al had dinner in Las Vegas. But I also want to know, you know, I'm excited to watch that game, I think. And I think the 425 window is going to be really a lot of fun. You know, this is the last Sunday of Red Zone, which will be sad, traumatic, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of talk in the (laughs) 1 o'clock window. I'll have it muted. But I'm really looking forward to the 425. (laughs) (laughs) hey by
4: the way have you fed the dogs in the last week oh of course i have yeah i just want to make sure i'm a big dog guy millie's not oh no
5: i take great care of them i I mean look there's a whole story behind the dogs this week patrick we will discuss (laughs) tomorrow let's
4: let's get him in on monday michael enjoy the games it's going to be a crazy thank you thank you Femi's coming up next with the pregame show steve and kevin everybody great job we'll see you tomorrow here on the lombardi line good luck today